financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Hello. Hi. I always say that like I'm not sure you're still going to be there. <laughs> Very reliable. Here I am. You know, moving a 401k into an IRA, you know, you can do what you were saying. Can you just pick it up, pick up that 401k and put it in your other 401k? Mm-hmm. Take your dormant 401k and move it to your active 401k. Yes, you can. And there are some times that that would be the sensible thing to do. Okay. But many times moving that 401k into an IRA, which maybe sounds complicated, but it's only about a label. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? I mean, you just pick up the 401k and when you move it out of 401k status, it will automatically become an IRA when the company that's accepting the funds does the paperwork, mm-hmm. right? So again, you probably want a professional to help you with this. What you do not want to do, if there is one takeaway from today's show, here it is, you do not want to take a cash distribution Okay. because you will pay tax on all of it. Yes, that was the greedy little piggy in me <laughs> talking about just cashing it out. Yeah, and maybe a penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's suppose that you're already taking your RMDs, your required minimum distribution. The government decides, look, you can't just stockpile this money and pass it to your heirs. We're going to make you take your retirement over what we expect your life to be, your life expectancy to be. Okay. And they force you to start taking that, What you know, in the year that you reach age 72, right? So if you're already taking the RMDs, the required minimum distribution, or you're soon to reach age 72, you might want to just consider simplifying things by consolidating your 401ks and IRAs. And that's really where a professional can help you look at it, help you get a balanced portfolio, help you be in things that generate the right amount of income, things that are safer, things that have risk when you want them. All of that should be done. But if you're at that stage of life, simplifying is often a great thing. But what I don't want people to do is simplify just because it felt like you checked it off the list, Mm -hmm. right? You want to use this time to straighten things out, organize things, simplify things, but make the most of your dollars and pay attention, not just to what you're earning or how safe you are, but to the income generation potential. That's what we really care about is getting you the right amount of income. Okay. If you're younger than 59 and a half and you want income, right, what are you going to do? Well, first of all, if you have a dormant 401k, you can't take a loan against it. You know, oh. people love to say, well, I'll borrow against my 401k and I'll pay myself back. Not on a dormant 401k. So if you're not actively employed by the company that has your 401k, you cannot take a loan from it. Okay. But what you can do, I'm so sneaky. Well, I this like is, that there's a, a way around it. This is what I do is I try to tell people what you might not have heard somewhere else, Mm -hmm. right? At least one or two things at every show. So what you can do is you could consider rolling that 401k into an active 401k that allows for loans. So this is something if you're under 59 and a half and you're saying, boy, I need some income. I've got that 401k over there looking good to me to take a vacation, Mm -hmm. to use your example. You could say, well, you know what? If I take that, I'm going to pay that penalty. I'm going to pay the taxes. I don't think I want to do that. Mm. Too bad I can't loan against it. Well, if you have an active 401k where you work now and it allows for loans, and most do, you have a solution. You could pick up that old 401k, put it in your new 401k, and loan the money out. Check with your HR person and the company running your 401k first to make sure you're not shooting yourself in the foot here or, or call us or some other advisor. But 
that's a way around it. You've now avoided the 10% penalty and the 20% tax. You've taken a loan to accomplish your goal, and you're going to pay yourself back. And you can take a more expensive vacation because you have more money. Oh, you are <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, you could do that. As long as the terms are okay for you, you could do that. All right. You might also be able to take substantially what they call substantially equal substantially equal periodic payments. Don't you love all the terminology? Yeah, there's uh, that, when you start talking about those things that I'm like, okay, I, I definitely have to call you because I'm lost on those. Well, you know, that's a good point. I mean, there is a certain amount of jargon and language that goes with every profession, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be opaque for you to understand what's going on with your money, which is why even though I use those terms, I will always explain them. And break them down, yeah. I think there's real value in an advisor teaching you what's going on with your own money and listening to you tell them what you need it to do rather than cramming a bunch of fancy words down your throat and making you feel afraid to ask questions or to feel inadequate in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I, I can't count the number of people who say to me, well, I'm just dumb. I don't get it. No, you're not. When we say substantially equal periodic payments, what are we saying? Payments on a schedule, okay. right? <laughs> They're going to come up with a schedule that the government says this is okay. And you might be able to get a series of withdrawals from your 401k and avoid those penalties I'm talking about, if that's available to you, even under age 59 and a half. Okay. A good example is at age 55, and almost nobody seemed to do this, and I we used to talk about this years ago, but at age 55, if you took payments out of your 401k or IRA that brought you past age 59 and a half, so let's say you took five years of payments, mm-hmm. you avoided those penalties, that oh, 10% but- penalty. So you really have to either know your way through this stuff or know somebody who does know their way through it that you can trust. Okay, Um, just to rewind real quick for one second to the first half that we were talking about. So if you think that based on, uh, you know, you're thinking back and being like, oh, yeah, you're right. I've probably had 10 jobs between part-time and full-time since, you know, whatever year. What is the first step you would take in finding out if you have a dormant account somewhere? Is it calling your former employer? Well, so you should be getting some sort of uh, statement a quarterly statement, a year-end statement, something like that. But if you haven't taken money out of it, you're not getting a 1099 at the end of the year that's going to show up on your tax returns. Mm -hmm. So you can't just go to your taxes and go, where's my 401k? Now, you might be able to, if you were contributing to it, you might see some some language about your 401k contributions, especially if you're self-employed. But if you have one of those ones that your employer was putting money into, it might not have even been a 401k. It might have been a different kind of retirement plan. How are you going to know? Right. So, yes, calling your previous employer would be a good start. And if they don't, you know, there's four human resource people past your your leaving the company or whatever, nobody has any idea, you could start to ask. And if they know, yeah, Fidelity managed our plan during those years, then you can call Fidelity. Okay. Or ProPrice had it, you know, at plan at that time. Some of them, you know, are largely company stock. And the company themselves is going to know, yeah, you've got X number of shares of stock in our company. So the first step is calling your former employers and just ask. Or calling an advisor and saying, you know, I've got all these old jobs. I don't know where to begin. What do I do? But, yeah, start to ground up those uh, statements. If you take the money out of them, you're going to have something on your tax return about them for sure. So that's a clue. So some of the reasons that it's important to do this, just to recap this, you can't contribute to your dormant 401k but you can continue to contribute to your active 401k or an active IRA. 
So those contributions could be important to you rather than just letting it sit there dormant. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're retiring soon, this decision might be different for you. Not always, but it may be different for you than someone who's younger. Um, It's a good idea to check with your advisor. It may or may not make sense to move that 401k to an IRA for a litany of reasons that should be discussed about your personal finances. On top of that, you know, there's costs and fees involved in these things. And so sometimes 401ks have higher costs and fees or old retirement plans that you don't pay attention to are eating up your money in costs and fees Mm -hmm. that you could avoid by moving it, say, to an IRA or to your active 401k, but probably to an IRA in that case. And that would also afford you, as we discussed, a a broader range of options. We're trying to build a more balanced portfolio by doing this, not make an easy, you know, one statement thing because you get one less piece of paper or one less email. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not a difficult process to do this. It can be a little murky. And it can take anywhere from days to weeks, sometimes longer, depends on the the companies involved. But it shouldn't be terribly intimidating. What makes it so difficult, Jess, is that every institution has their own process. Mm -hmm. I mean, they all have it. We'll fill out an application and we'll say, let's fill out the transfer paperwork to move Jess's 401k from, let's say, Fidelity, just because I've used that name so much today, uh, to, you know, this other company nationwide. Right. Mm -hmm. And we send all the proper paperwork and then a fidelity says, uh, gee, we haven't relinquished those funds. Why not? Well, we want our own paperwork and we we got yours. We know, you know, it's all okay, but we want our own paperwork and we're not going to talk to you about it. We're only going to talk to the client. It can get pretty tricky. So having somebody to help you navigate it is really worthwhile. This might be a silly question. Okay, so say you haven't gone back and looked for any of these dormant accounts and you are 72 or whatever the age is that you've decided to retire and Mm -hmm. you never went back to look at this. Is there a point that it just gets paid out to you anyway because they've got to do something with those funds based on, say, your Social Security number or whatever? Or is it just lost forever? I love that you come up with these questions. It's a great question. No, you're absolutely right. On Qualified retirement accounts, things like 401ks, 403bs. When you reach uh, 72, that 72 and a half, when you reach that year, by law, you're supposed to receive required minimum distributions. Okay. And most companies have, by practice, just kept track of that, and they will trigger the distributions and send them. But I have seen many times where it did not happen. Mm. And two or three years later, I say to a client, how come you're not where are your RMDs on this account? And they say, what, what account? What RMDs? What are you talking about? And we have to go back and fix it. So, yes, it might happen, but I would not rely on it happening. And there's a couple of other quick things that I think people should know. One is that you have to understand where you're moving your money from and to. And by that, I mean what kind of label it has. Okay. If you have a traditional 401k, you need to move that to another traditional 401k or a traditional IRA if you're rolling it to an IRA. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have a Roth 401k, then that's got to go to a Roth IRA. Not that you can't create a Roth account with one of these, but you're going to have to pay all the tax on it up front. And that sometimes is worth doing. We think more and more in terms of that now when we say, especially for younger people, you know, what will the taxes be when you retire? Mm-hmm. There used to be a concept, well, when I retire, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket. That's just, people just used to think that all the time. But you know what? It's not necessarily true. Taxes are going up and assets are rising mm-hmm. and people like to live lavish lifestyles if they can. Yeah. So you may not be in a lower tax bracket later and that might be, and I'm very cautious when I say it, it might be 
a reason to rock your account. But above all, if you're moving this money from point A to point B, you make absolutely sure, if you have to get a professional to do it, fine. But you make absolutely sure that those checks are made out properly or the funds are transferred properly so that they go from your 401k to the next institution without being made payable to you because you are going to get those that you'll have a full cash distribution. Mm-hmm. Unlike you know an IRA where you can roll it over an IRA, you have 90 days. Yeah, you can claim that, but good luck. Just save yourself a headache and just make sure that if you do this, the check is made payable to the next company, FBO, for benefit of. There's another, another lingo term everybody throws around. Oh, it's FBO. Well, what talking about saving headaches, though, I think you can save a big headache by having a financial advisor or coach to help you decide Roth IRA, IRA, the, the distributions, the, all, all of that. Having somebody that can kind of give you the pros and cons of each without you having to dig on the Internet and look all this stuff up, I think will save you a huge headache. Well, that's the plan. Well, I would love if people will give you a call because it's going to save them a lot of headaches for sure. What is the phone number? Thank you. It's 413-773-3333. And visit HugYourMoney.com. Thank you so much. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, right here on WHMP.